Okay, we are in the Hasafas on Daf Nun Dalid uh, on the left-hand column. This is a little bit more of sort of a technical description that the Altar ever walks us through in some Yanim of Hasidis. There's a lot of Mara Makoimis, which I will briefly mention, but we'll try to stick more to the content than to the references in bibliographic uh, notes. So the author ever says that afterwards, it is expressed through the kav. The term kav means a line, which is an expression of the infinite light of Hashem. But it's only a very narrow or thin line, which is the source of the light that radiates within the kalim of Atzilus. Again, coming from the infinity of Hashem, it is attenuated to the status that is appropriate there. It's explained that the places about the kav that brings from above to below within the worlds. And through this, we have all of the varying degrees of awareness known as the different stages of the oilam. And again, of course, the word oilam meaning hidden, how hidden or how evident is it? So to understand this idea about above and below, which of course is not spatial, it's similar to what we describe that we say, Godol Adeneinu, how great is our master, Barav Koyach, how abundant is his power. That as it's explained, that we have the full stature of creation, and it gives us the enormous number, but it's still a number. And it's a description of the investiture of Hashem from Malchus of Atzilis into the world of Yitzira, through, again, Matat, one of the Malachim, who is called the officer that oversees the world. He's also called a youngster, as it's explained in the Kiyah, the author ever quotes uh, source material to support this idea in the concept of educator child according to his way, that is according to the capacity of even the Tanoyim, who uh, uh, mastered Ruach HaKodesh, that entered into the Pardes in the world of Yitzira. And again, the author directs us to the Lukutetera of the Arizal and Parshas Barashas, the prophets who understood at the level of Bria, as it says, Yoitze Barashas. And there is this parsa, this screen, which is considered to be 8,000 um, Amis, and it's the, the heavens. And again, even though it's an enormous number, but it's a number, it's defined. And this is what the author points out, again, directs us to the Shalom, Parshas Truma, that even though this is an enormous number, still it is a limited number. And this is only possible once you have Kalim, the Kalim of Atzilus, that are expressed into the Neshama, the ten spheres of Yitzhira, which is this level of radiating Hashem expressing himself, but still within a defined characteristic. And again, the Alter Rebbe points us to other source material to support this idea. Now, this is the idea of the uprightness, the idea of the expression from above to below. And again, it's not to be understood spatially, because the idea of the screen, that is the capacity to express this source of life from the Midah of Malchus down into the other levels. And here there's a parenthetical where it explains that the word parsa, which we commonly uh, translate as a screen, also can mean a limitation, a boundary. And the author ever points you to source material to support this idea. Uh, we find in the Targum that when it describes about the spreading of the curtains over the tent, it's also called a parsa uh, and other source material as well uh, that, that, that support this idea that the word parsa can mean a limitation. Uh, what then do we mean when we talk about the uprightness, the, the length, 
of the expression. The point being that just like in the material world, we have length and breadth. So too in the spiritual world, there is length, which is the process of a stalshalist, cause, effect, cause, effect. The effect is the product, is lower than the cause, and the cause is above. This means that it's higher in level. Like the Rambam writes in the Laws of the Foundations of Torah, in chapter 2, this that it says that the heavens are above, higher and higher, gavoya, mal gavoya. It means that it is higher and lower, just like we would describe one person as being a greater chacham than another. It's not a description of their physical stature, but of their intellectual stature. Or like we say, that cause precedes and supersedes effect, as is explained in other places as well. And again, here the author ever brings more source material to support it. And again, the uh, marshal is that when you have a great chacham who now has to communicate an idea to a simple student, he, the teacher, has to invest his seichel in some form of analogy, metaphor, or simile, a marshal, in order that his student should be able to comprehend it. This is called from above, the perspective of the teacher, to below, to the perspective where the student can grasp it, that he invests, the teacher, the depth of his seichel into a, uh, a metaphor or analogy that is understandable by the student, something of the Gashmis. Now, regarding Shlomo HaMelech, it says that he could uh, teach 3,000 parables on every idea of Torah. That is, for every idea of Torah, spiritual idea, that Shlomo was able to understand with his unique Chachmah, he was able to express 3,000 stages. They were not, obviously, 3,000 identical metaphors, each one of them was a shade different. And all of them were a form of mushal or mechanism for him to communicate the infinity of Hashem that exists and is invested within Torah. And this is what we mean when we describe Torah as having length. And Shlomo, again, was also limited to 3,000. It's a large number. It is a limited number. So too to the highest of levels, like it's again explained in the altar, but brings other source material. Now we know that when it comes to the concept of a mushroom, it is a garment and a mechanism of expression uh, for the, the lesson that it is trying to communicate. It takes something that is high, out of reach, like we would say in English, and it brings it down into a comprehensible form. However, the source of the mushroom, we're now on Amit Beis, is much higher and loftier that nobody else can say a mushroom for it except Shlomo. That is, you have to be at the unique, uh, exceptional wisdom level of Shlomo. To say. Similarly, the Gemara tells us that when Rameyer passed away, there weren't people who were able to make mashalim. Now, of course, everybody uses mashalim all the time. Here we're describing a very particular skill of taking a concept that is high, lofty, out of reach, and making it uh, accessible. Because it is only somebody of the loftiest seichel who can bring it down into something that is most tangible. And again, this is a, a, a paralleling and directing a spiritual uh, marshal, which is not the case when a person is, doesn't have such a lofty seichel, uh, when he cannot explain it as well. Uh, and if he says a, a marshal, it's not going to communicate it as seamlessly, as Rashi explains. And that's why the, the marshal say regarding Bilam that he could, by and like our sages say, in the, in the end of uh, Parshas Nasa and the Pusik, that there was never again a Navi. Um, 
But who was there in the world, in the, in the nations? There was Bilam. He paralleled Moshe Rabbeinu in that type of clarity. And that's why he was able to say mashallah. So it's not just as we often do in our colloquial speech, but it is this unique skill. So too, someone who is an exceptional chacham can bring the wisdom down to the most extreme manner. And this is the idea of the abundance of length in the concept of Torah. And therefore, Shlomo said 3,000 mashalim. Again, taking this very narrow kav and bringing it from above to below. That is, it is drawn down, this abundance, down to a, a, a place where it is accessible. Because the chachma batzilis, which is the source of human intellect, and through the abundance of hishtalshlis, this entire process, like we say that there's no blade of grass here in the physical world that doesn't have a spiritual counterpart that is directing its growth, that is nourishing it from above to below. Similarly, we have the seichel in the soul that relative to its origin and its source in Chachma and the ten spheres of Asiya. And within the ten spheres of Asiya, there is an abundance level that reaches higher to the Malchus of Yitzira, all the way up to the ten spheres of Atzilis. Again, everything being tied into that which is higher. This is why it says, V'yetzer Hashem Lekimus Adam, God, by Yetzer, he formed man, alluding to the world of Yitzira, and so to levels higher and higher, and also to the level of the Chachma Vatzilis. And again, the Alter Rebbe points us to numerous other source material to support this idea. And what is the origin of all of this creation? That is the Kav and the Chut, that is this thread. And that's why we say that the Kav is drawn from above to below, that it should be drawn down through the process of Ashtalshalis to aim catch the Tachlis, that this is called the Oireh. And similarly, as we find in the Yitzchayim, regarding this idea of the Oireh, the length of Torah, that is similar to the power of vision that can spread far greater than the power of hearing, because the power of hearing is only, you can hear noise, speech, sound, and so on. The power of vision can be expressed even to penetrate the physical, because vision is drawn from Chachma. And that's why it says that the wise are considered the eyes of the community. Like the power of hearing is drawn from understanding, from Bina. Vision from Chachma, again, more expansive. Uh, hearing, auditory, from Bina, less so. And the Chachma, the way it is at the highest and loftiest of levels, is drawn down to the lower of levels. And this is that characteristic called Orich Anpin, the expression as it's described, and again, the author of it brings us other source material. The idea is that since the expression of the Madrigas is through the level uh, from the highest, this is, again, alluded to, and the author of it brings uh, numerous other source materials to illustrate this point about the parts of the combination of these, le- uh, of these different levels and their interaction between each other that bring them down lower and lower, uh, like the expression of the Erech Anpin, the extension of it. And again, the author ever brings more source material. Final paragraph. After all this, we can now understand a little bit the ideas of Yom Kippur and Sukkot. We explained earlier that when it says, within you, Ki'imcha is the source of forgiveness, that is, within you is the source of all life. Ki'imcha mekor chayim. It is the source of all tainug. Again, we translate tainug as pleasure, but not sensory pleasures, as we will describe. Again, the Alter Rebbe quotes this from the Zoya. And therefore, in Yom Kippur, there is deprivation 
because the, ple- the pleasure that we receive from eating and drinking is from something outside of ourselves. The on Yom Kippur, through tshuva, we stimulate the very essence of the infinite light. Again, Altareva brings more source material to support this. And this is what it means that within you is forgiveness. And that's why there is the absolute prohibition to the extent that one, God forbid, would be cut off, kares, for violating this in eating and drinking on Yom Kippur. The five different forms of deprivation are all from physical, material things. And in order for it to be, to allow us to have pleasure only in Hashem, that's why we wear the white garments of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur, because white is the very essence. It is not a combination. And this is also what it says, that it is called Shabbos of Shabbos. And yet you should deprive your soul, which of course seems odd, because on Shabbos, the mitzvah is to eat and drink. So on Yom Kippur, which is Shabbos of Shabbos, is higher than Shabbos. Why therefore do we on Yom Kippur, the Shabbos of Shabbos, do the exact opposite of Shabbos, and rather than indulge in food, we are required to deprive ourselves of food. But the point being that Shabbos draws down from a level called the Moichen of Abba, that is from the level of Chachma, which is called Eden, like Gan Eden, and pleasure, that is invested within Chachma, like the investiture of the joy that is derived from uh, insight and genius. And this is not a source for the uh, pleasures because the pleasures come from outside of you. And therefore, down here in this physical world on Shabbos, the mitzvah is to engage in eating and drinking because Chachma and Bina are called the food that is enjoyed. The level of Shabbos, of Shabbos, of Yom Kippur, this idea where we are reaching to the very essence where we can discover forgiveness within the very essence, the source of life. And that's why it is prohibited on uh, Yom Kippur to have pleasure of food and drink, because it is a revelation from a source of joy that is higher than Chachma. Again, the Alter Rebbe quotes the Kutar Torah, where it says, for six days you shall eat matzahs in the second drush over there, and again, other source material. Now, then we come to the 10 days of Tshuva and Yom Kippur, through which we have Sukkot that draws down from the level called Makif, like the Sukkah, which surrounds us, and into the Pneumus, becomes personalized from the Kav. And that's why the Sukkah has to be hollow, uh, up to 20 Amas high, which is the level of Keser, 20 Chaf, Keser. And this is through the Sukkah, we draw down the presence of the Makifim, through the four species, the Lul of Anesra, which is the source of the four letters of Hashem's name that are drawn down and personalized to become that level we can know God our Father and serve Him with a complete heart and a passionate soul.